Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, or good evening, or good morning, depending on what time time you're listening. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to episode 7 of Murder Happy Hour. We're like getting close to 10. I know, it's exciting. I had to think about what number we were on. It seems too high, but it's kind of exciting. We've been doing this for like a month now. Yeah. Right? More than a month. I mean, it's only been an idea for like five, four or five years. (laughs) Not quite, but close. So today we're going to talk about the Icebox Murders. So, little background, um, on June 23rd, 1965, there was a welfare check done on Fred and Edwina, Edwina Rogers. Their nephew had been able to unre- had been unable to reach them for a few days and called the police to see if they could go and check on his auntie and uncle. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, but this was in Montrose, Texas, which is like a neighborhood in Houston, I guess. Um, so officers had to force their way into the house. It was empty. Food was left out in the kitchen. It basically looked like they had just vanished. Uh, a patrolman opened the fridge. Why, I don't know. Like, why is that your number one instinct? I mean, maybe he's looking for a snack. Yeah, maybe he was like, oh, I mean, while we're at it. Might as well see what they got in here. And he saw, like, all these stacks of meat. Yeah, I thought it was a bunch of hog meat. It was not hog meat. <laughs> It was the bodies of Fred and Edwina. Um, the police only realized that they were dealing with human bodies when they found their heads in the crisper. Oh. <laughs> like, at least you thought enough to put them in the crisper. Why not? Is that, like, the appropriate place? Like, I yeah. put my vegetables in the top part of the crisper, and I put my heads in the bottom part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. I guess. Um, Edwina had been shot in the head execution style. Fred had been beaten with a hammer, his eyes were gouged out, and his organs were removed, including his uh, genitalia. Ooh. Yes. Ouch. Um, They had been drugged to the master bathroom, drained of all their blood, dismembered, and then put in the fridge. Like, that's so... Like, that's very methodical. It's a lot of work. Yes. And, like, takes some time. Yeah. And um, there was expert testimony, or not testimony, I guess, I should say, because this um, has never been to court, but that the dismembering was a fairly neat job, and whoever did it knew that what they were doing. Um, another fun fact, some of Fred's organs were found in a nearby sewer. They had been cut up and flushed down, flushed the, down toilet. the toilet. I don't know if that's a fun like, fact, but it's a fact. Flushed your liver chunks right down the toilet. Gross. So, very weird, gruesome killing. So their son, Charles, who was 43 at the time, immediately became a person of interest. Um, He lived in the home with Fred and Edwina, and he was nowhere to be found. Um, He was kind of a recluse, a loner, and only talked to his parents by sliding notes under the door and was never seen, really, by any neighbors or anything. It sounded like he left in the morning. Yep, and then he returned after dark, and, like, nobody really knew what he did all day. Um... Blood evidence was found uh, in the keyhole of Charles's bedroom door. But it was, but, like, cleaned. Yeah, the rest of the house was, like, meticulously like very cleaned. cleaned. yeah. So, um, a little bit about Fred and Edwina. Fred was said to be a bookie and took part in a lot of illegal activities, including gambling and fraud. Fred. Um, there is a couple who I'll touch on a little bit later. 
that did a lot of research about this case and about Charles, and they believe that Charles was emotionally abused by his parents and probably physically abused, too. Um, there is also talk that they took advantage of him and forged his signature on documents regarding some land that he owned. Yeah, they were, like, abusive to him even into mm-hmm, his adulthood. His adulthood, yeah. And... Another interesting fact is Charles actually owned the house that him and his parents lived in. It was not the parents' home. And Edwina had apparently taken out loans on the house, even though she didn't own it. Girl. So I'm thinking that that's where, like, the forgery came in, is she maybe forged her name on, or forged his name on the signatures. Because, of course, being the little banking nerds we are, (laughs) he would have had to sign. But this was, what, 1965? So I would assume there would be public records then. Well, yeah. As to who the homeowner is. Well, you'd think so, but it was maybe a little easier to, like, get away with sketchy things back then, too. So Charles disappeared. Never. There was a big man hunt out for him. They were never able to find him. He was never seen or heard from again. And in 1975, he was declared legally dead in absentia, I believe they call it. Which is basically, he's never been found. They declared him dead so they could clear out his estate. Which I know, which is, like, really bizarre to me. Because yeah. we've obviously talked about cases before where, like, people couldn't be found. I just think it's funny that they're like, meh. Yeah. Whatever. We'll and, like, when do they get to that point? Yeah. Um, so, while they were doing their investigation, they found items that they believed to have been used for the murder in the house. Um, these items were a hammer, a scissor, and a bone saw. So these items were handled with bare hands by the investigators. So they compromised probably the entire crime scene. And I looked back, and even in 1965, it was standard practice to wear gloves at crime scenes. Like, not even just for evidence as protection, but for, like, the investigators' protection. You never know what you're handling. So they, like, clearly mm-hmm. botched it. I want to say as back as far as, like, the 1920s is when the glo- you started wearing gloves sure. for crime scenes. So... Basically, there is no not much physical evidence other than the gl- the glove, the um, blood in the keyhole of Charles's bedroom door. Um, a little bit more about Charles. He's Charles was a seismologist, which is someone who studies earthquakes, and was also a pilot. Yeah, he was like super very smart. very intelligent. He spoke seven languages. Mm-hmm. He had a degree in nuclear physics. Yes. Um, during World War II, he was a pilot in the Navy and served in the Office of Naval Intelligence. And he worked for, um, like, Shell Oil Company in the physics department, I would assume, whatever that may be. And in 1957, he quit his job with no explanation. And there, later on, we'll kind of link this up with a little bit of some conspiracy theories that go with this case but um yeah 1957 up and quit his job no explanation no nothing um and reminder that the case this these killings happened in 1965 so that would be like seven eight-ish years later that from when he quit his job um so the case was basically cold until 1997 when Hugh and Martha Gardinier that sounds fancy Mm -hmm. Began investigating the case, and they eventually published an ebook on the subject. Um, so they basically believe that he was, um, this is a quote from them, a brilliant geophysicist with powerful connections who harbored deep resentment against his parents after suffering years of abuse. 
Um, the only suspect has ever been Charles, and the Gardeniers believe that Charles escaped probably to Central America and lived out his life there until he died. So that's their kind of theory on what happened after, and they did, like, sizable amounts of research. Like I know, I, I mm-hmm. like these guys. I feel like... Yeah, and this is the only case that they've ever, like, really dug into. Yeah. Like, they spent no, they years. they wrote a book on it, yes. right? Yeah. I think the book was released in, like, 2002, and they started on this in 1997, so they've put, like, years and years mm-hmm. into this. Um, so, some conspiracy theories. The very large theory that goes along with this is that Charles was a CIA operative involved in the Kennedy assassination, and his parents were killed after discovering his identity. Which, like, that took a weird turn. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was telling Amber before we were recording, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do these icebox murders, and I I guess I wouldn't say I'm, like, a huge JFK conspiracy theory assassination person, but, like, I've listened to a fair amount of podcasts and documentaries because as we all know I fall down the rabbit hole. Yeah Morgan likes a good conspiracy theory. (laughs) Yeah I fall down the rabbit hole and I'm on that subject for a while and then I move along but um so Charles had joined the Civil Air Patrol at one point and met David Ferry who was named a a conspirator in the assassination of JFK so he has like known contacts that have been linked as part of the assassination. There's actually a book called The Man on the Grassy Knoll, which if you know anything about the JFK assassination, the gra- the Grassy Knoll is it's all like about the Grassy Knoll. <laughs> uh, was that, that book was actually written about Charles. And the premise of the book is that he was a CIA CIA agent who impersonated Lee Harvey Oswald and was one of the shooters in the actual assassination. Um, these authors who are of course conspiracy theorists, if they're writing a book about this, believe that uh, Charles was one of the three tramp, three tramps arrested in Dealey Plaza after the assassination, which, if you've dug deep into that, that's also a very, very big part of the story. And even the Gardeniers admit that Charles did have dealings with the CIA and uh, contract workers for the CIA when he was a seismologist. So there's a little bit of... Merit, maybe. I mean, it makes sense, because, like, he obviously was super intelligent, like, mm-hmm. had ties into the government and stuff, and then just, like, quit his job yes. unexpectedly, and kind of just mm-hmm. nobody knew what he was doing, so CIA makes sense. And, like, didn't talk to anybody, yeah. left home early, came home really late, had, I mean, he had connections, but not really any, like, close friends, Right. never, as far as we know, married, had a girlfriend, so it all kind of filters in together. I mean, I'd be interested in reading this book, The Man on the Grassy Knoll, yeah. and seeing seeing what I think of that, but I had no idea about this until I decided I was going to research this case, and then all of a sudden I was researching, going along, and it like got into the JFK, and I was like, this just seems too good to be true. I know, I did the same thing. I'm like <clears throat> researching and like reading these old articles and stuff, and then all of a sudden it was like JFK, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And mm-hmm. so I like closed out of that article, found a new one, and I'm like, oh... Yeah, it's well, actually, actually like this a is like of, a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super interesting. So the thought is that basically his parents were killed because they found out about him being in the CIA. Whether that was by him or by somebody in the CIA or a hitman who maybe was after Charles when he and there was right. talk that he was either fled to Honduras or Guatemala, 
And just kind of strange, I mean, I know it's 1965, there's not a lot of um, tracking people when they take off somewhere, but literally never seen or heard from again. And I suppose probably pretty easy for him to just fall off the grid. He didn't really have anybody to miss him until, right. until it was too late. So there's really, this case still has never been solved. And like I said, Charles has only been the, uh, has only been the, has been, excuse me, the only suspect ever. There's never been anybody else named, but. So what I think is interesting is like, why so methodically killed mm -hmm. if this is the reason? Or was yeah. it just like a combination of things? Like, yeah. Because you would think a CIA or like hitman type killing would be, you know. Mm -hmm. Gun to the head, or and the you mother know, maybe was killed the, that way, right? But then, like to the be the dad, yeah, that seemed very personal. Yeah, and to like flush the organs down the toilet mm -hmm. and drain their bodies of blood and all that. The only thought for me was that like maybe trying to cover it up, being like they didn't want it to look like a hit. They True. wanted it to look like a weird, freak like a killer. weird personal thing. Because yeah. typically, if you're just like a hitman, you're not going to spend that much time. No, deep in the depths of. Draining people of their blood, cutting up every organ in their body, gouging out their eyes. Putting their head in the crisper. Removing their genitalia, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Ouch. So, yeah, this is another one. But then also Fred was into all these illegal activities. So That's that true. could be a part of this, too, is, like, Edwina, they basically killed her just to Collateral maybe get damage. Fred. And maybe to get Fred to talk. That's and he was, true. like, tortured and... Well, yeah, and it just seems like there wasn't a ton of information about mm -mm. any investigation. Everybody just really wrote it off as Charles. Yep. And they were like, yep, and he's gone, so, so that's that. it is what it is. Yeah, they, like, tied it up in a neat little bow, declared him dead, and called it a day. So, it, yep. I mean, there definitely could be other possibilities, too. It's just very interesting how it all, yeah. all transpired, so... We'll post a picture, a couple pictures of the crime scene. <laughs> there, there's, I like, a picture of the guy literally, like, looking in, the, in fridge, the fridge. Which I don't know if that's actually, like... Maybe it was, like, a reenactment. Yeah, I'm I, would not sure. I would make the, just the assumption that that, um... We won't put any pictures up of the heads. No. I, I don't know if they didn't find any. I never any. did find any. No. And we will post a picture of Fred and Edwina, too. They, yeah. they look like the old people, you know, with the pitchfork, the pitchfork painting. That's yes, what they look they like. Yes, they do. Rest in peace, Fred. Am I doing Yeah, that? maybe. Maybe. Oh. Sorry, I'm just making myself a calendar reminder right now. <laughs> because otherwise I'm like, what was I going to post a picture of again? I'm, po I'm posting on social right now. What did I say I was going to post this week? <laughs> Literally, it happens every week. So, like, it's not a surprise to anybody. Yeah. Okay. It works. Yeah, we just want to make sure that everybody... It's what we promised them. We want to get you the deets. Yes. If you want other stuff, let us know. Yeah, we're we, here to please. We posted the poll. I don't know if we ever got any responses. No, about I don't what, think so. Well, that's just a bummer. That's I a bummer. was looking forward to that's that. That's all right. Check us out on Facebook, you guys. We'll yeah. post stuff. Interact. Let us, let us know what uh, what your thoughts are. Yeah. If you're into, like, JFK stuff, have we're, you heard of this? Yes. Because I hadn't, so. I had not either, and, I mean, like I said, I've been pretty far down the rabbit hole, so. Exactly. I seem to have a tendency to get myself down a lot of rabbit holes. She does. So, we'll maybe post on there. We'll post the picture of the fridge on Facebook. 
And let us know there what your thoughts are. Yeah. And who, what you think happened. Do you think he's part of the JFK assassination? Or do you think that do this think is that just all weird coincidence? Charles was... He was just a weird kid who weird killed kid, his parents. Weird kid, finally snapped and off his mom and dad and was living life in Honduras. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I like to... Like, in my head, I think that the... I think I've said this before, but, like, the simplest explanation is usually the correct mm-hmm. one. But at the same time, I love me a good mystery conspiracy theory, so I kind of want to go with the CIA, JFK angle uh, on this well, one. Well, and it makes sense. It really I does. Mean, there's a lot of... And there's people who have done way more research than we have, and mm-hmm. they're finding this out, so... I never even did look up a picture of Charles. I wonder wonder if how... If he looks like a normal young man. He did, I think. I saw there was a picture of him. Maybe on the Wikipedia. Because we're very formal. We do a lot of research on Wikipedia. (laughs) We do. We do post our sources, though. So if you want more information, check out our website. We don't, don't, um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Guarantee the validity of those sources? Nope, we sure don't. But we sure do post our sources because... Other people Darby Hart taught us right. Exactly. <laughs> no plagiarism here. No, and sometimes I even catch myself too as I'll be like, as I'm typing something, I'm like, okay, I need to reword that a little bit. Like I'm getting pretty getting word pretty word. wordy here. Yep. But you know, like we said, we're not professionals. Nope. We're just looking up stuff on the internet and telling it to you guys. He's a handsome young devil. The the pictures of the elderly murdered couple is just. But he was. Yeah, I don't know. That was the one picture I found of him mm-hmm. too, in his like oh, maybe army one. or what was he navy naval, his navy his naval garb yeah. yeah and like. I don't know. That doesn't this look must like be the same something guy, though, behind his it? eyes. I don't know. I don't think so. No, it doesn't look the same. So. You yeah. guys let us know what you think. We hope that this is something interesting for you guys, that you yeah. guys enjoy it. But, well, I guess that's all we've got for today. Yeah. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Check us out. Facebook. Murder Happy. Insta. Hour, Insta. Someday I'm going to make us a Twitter. I'm, I'm, it's on the list. We're, like, kind of old people. Yeah. We're not, like, the mm-hmm. young millennials Mm-mm. who tweet. So we're learning. There's not only millennials that tweet, though. I know. I just there's feel some like, there's some thirty something year olds that that's like their main. I don't know why I missed the Twitter, the tweeter boat, the tweeter boat. I mean, I have it. Like I scroll it occasionally. But I have it, but not. I don't think anybody would follow me, so I gave up. I think I have some followers, but I don't think I've posted anything <laughs> since 2016. So. Oh sure. Yeah, maybe someday we'll get with the times. Well, guys, until next week, yeah. stay safe and lock, lock your, your freaking, freaking doors. doors. Bye. Bye.